go ahead and talk anyway. So that song was written actually by my friend Sloan Wainwright and Sue Riley and Jan Stanfield together um, in a songwriting retreat that we did a few years ago. If you, and it's something that Sloan's mother always said to her, if you want to be happy, keep your mind off your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, every, could that possibly be true? That every rotten feeling we ever have, that all of our stress, our depression, comes from believing something that isn't true. From having a thought, and thoughts, you know, we say we have thoughts. Thoughts kind of have us. I mean, you don't sit down and think, I'm going to be depressed today, so let me think of some depressing thoughts. <laughs> they tend to just pop up, right? But the problem is, when they pop up, we don't go, oh, there's you, goodbye. We say, would you like to come in and have some coffee with me this morning? <laughs> We could spend quite a while together, and if you could bring all your neighboring thoughts <laughs> that have really nasty things to say, invite them too, we'll have some donuts. Yeah? We don't have to invite them in. We don't have to make them coffee or tea or sit down and throw a bottle of tequila back with them. <laughs> we don't have to do that, but we do. We do, why do we? Because we are afraid they are true. We're afraid, that's just in itself, we're afraid. But we can learn if we don't attach to those thoughts that they will actually begin to leave us alone. And last week we started talking about this. We were talking about the freedom in choice. That until you know you have a choice, you don't have a choice. And all your life you've had thoughts just a deluge in your mind and you thought you've been taught You've been definitely, um, other people have given you an example of, you have this thought, you better run with it. You better go with it, it must be true. And we weren't taught that we had a choice. And with awareness comes choice. So we start to be aware of our thoughts. I feel like I'm echoing a little bit. Is that bothering anybody? Yeah. Yes. With our thoughts, we have choice. With our awareness, we have choice. So awareness is the first thing. And then choosing, okay, I'm going to just choose not to listen to that. I'm going to choose not to be afraid. I'm going to choose to love. How easy is that? Have you tried it? It's not always that easy. It's not always that easy, and it's especially difficult if dismissing the thought goes against some deeply held belief that we have that we may not even know that we have. Certain universal beliefs that were given to us that we think are a given in the world. Children should love their parents. Do all children love their parents? No. No. Should children love their parents? Well, apparently not, because not all children do love their parents. And some have very good reasons. So when we try to fly in the face of, we have a thought, my mother is driving me absolutely nuts. I don't, want to, I don't want to go see her today. Then we believe the thought that perhaps I should love my mother. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm a bad person. Or we have a, another thought. She's a bad person or I wouldn't have to feel this way. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways that we can do this. 
that keep us stuck right where we are, that bring on the stress and keep it right here with us. Whether we go visit our mother or not, we've already gone through all of the stressful feelings. We may carry them with us throughout the day. If we decide to go visit mom, we're going to carry them with us there. And if we decide to not visit mom, we're going to go, I don't have to go if I don't want to. And all day long, we're still having those stressful feelings. But what if we examine the feeling? What Byron Katie said in her, in that reading there, is that it's unexamined, unquestioned, uninvestigated thoughts that cause us this pain. And uh, there's a phrase in 12-step called contempt before investigation. That's not going to work. No, I don't like that. I've never liked that. Redheads are not nice. Right? Uh, people who wear baseball caps are bubbas. They're probably going to get some bad. Whatever. We have these things. We may have accepted, you may have not accepted either of those, but you have some belief in you, some list of beliefs that you have accepted without investigation. And so we begin to investigate before we put our contempt out there. And here's the deal, guys. If you don't have to have contempt for anybody else, you won't feel the need to have it for yourself. Amen. Imagine that. And vice versa, when you truly love yourself, then you don't have to not love other people. You can let them be who they are. You don't have to put conditions on. Well, if he was this way, then I could. So what we looked at last week was finding out whose business it is. Is it my business? If it's my business, then I can do something about it. If it's your business, you can do something about it or not, but it's not my business. It's yours. You get to keep it. It's completely yours. I don't have to battle my head against that wall ever again. I can bless you on your way. I can even bless you and let you continue living in the same house with me and just refuse to get so mad every time. And there's also God's. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's God's. World peace? Hmm. What can I do anything about? I can do something about my peace. And if enough of us choose to do something about my peace, each of us, then there will be world peace. But world peace, I can't address that. That's God's. And thank God it's God's, because I don't know. I think I know sometimes if every all those leaders would just do what I think they should do, it's a lot more complicated than that most of the time. So I can start to mind my own business. And then when I decide, yes, this is my business, it's my business because it's killing me, and I'm still tied in knots about it, then what am I doing? So we've had the awareness, we've sorted out whose business it is, now it's time to investigate. It's time to investigate the truth and to ask ourselves some questions about it. So, bless Bob's heart, I use him as an example all the time. This is my husband Bob up here, he's a very nice person. And a really big slob. <laughs> so I'm gonna just use him as his, this example in our lives is something that's not, you know, horrible, it's no great secret. Everybody who has ever met him knows he's a slob. So, um, <laughs> and everybody who's ever met me knows I could be a tad bit controlling at times. Perhaps. Maybe. So, we've been married 28 years, y'all. <laughs>
and we didn't move from that place for another like 12 or 15 years. So, yeah, it's just the way he is, just the way he is. And it's because he doesn't, that's not important to him. And here are the stories I used to tell myself to keep myself miserable all the time. I was gone all day. He's been here by himself. And he's done nothing. The, the, the sink was clean when I left. And he's used dishes all day long. And there they are. Didn't even run water into them. They still have cereal stuck to them. Some of them are in the living room. He didn't even take them to the sink. He doesn't respect me. He doesn't care that I've worked hard all day. He didn't even notice that everything was pristine and clean before I left. <laughs> he doesn't care about me. How can I live with someone who doesn't care one bit about what I think and how I feel? <laughs> you see all that? Bob was just eating cereal. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He was just eating cereal. Because And so what I had to do, and it took me a while, I'm not telling you this happened overnight, that I was like, okay, if I, if I don't want to be the one, and the other, here's the other story. He knows I'll come in and clean up after him. That's why he doesn't clean up himself. He knows I'll come and do it. So I tried to say, I'm not going to do it. So let him do it. Guess who lasted long Because <laughs> it really Things piled up, and he just walked around it. <laughs> and then eventually, I couldn't stand it anymore. So I cleaned it up, and I was angry the entire time. And I'm pretty sure that when he got home, I screamed at him about how I cleaned all the stuff up that he left in a big mess, and he didn't even care. And he just looked at me like, should I go out again? <laughs> like frightened, perhaps. <laughs> were you scared? You were scared. <laughs> scared. We, can, we can speak truth here. <laughs> And then eventually, it occurred to me that if I want it clean, that's my business. If he doesn't want it clean, why should he clean it? I mean, we can say there is a universal belief. People should clean up after themselves. It's a way of showing respect to the people they live with. I thought this was like written on a stone tablet. <laughs> And I had to realize, no, none of that is written on a stone tablet. That's something I have accepted as a truth and used to torture myself. And so now, when there's a mess, I can ask him to clean it up. And sometimes he does, and usually not to my satisfaction. <laughs> so I get to ask myself, do I want to live in a clean house? I do. Therefore, I take steps to make sure the house is clean. And it has nothing to do with him. If he messes it up again right away, it has nothing to do with his love for me, his respect for me. It has nothing to do with how much he cares for me or how much he honors the work that I do in the, in the home or anywhere else. It has to do with, he's just eating a bowl of cereal. And I created huge drama around it. And I did it for years. Now, 28 years, y'all. We've been together for 31 years. You, you know that that is not smooth sailing, <laughs> right? It's not smooth sailing all the way through. And we have had some big issues to get over. And we have gotten over some big issues. But all of our really nastiest, worst 
fights were about stupid stuff that doesn't matter. And one day I went, why, am I, why would I want to do that? This is the person I've chosen. Out of everybody in the world, this is the person I've chosen to be with. Is he perfect? Heck no. <laughs> am I perfect? No. Is either of us supposed to be perfect? As soon as you have a thought about it's supposed to be, it should be, there's your gift that Byron Katie talked about. This is your gift. It's saying, sweetheart, what fire are you holding that's fixing to make you miserable or that is making you miserable or that has been making you miserable? And then you can ask. So it's about sorting what the truth is from what our story about the truth is. Because most truths are just truths that are neutral. They're neutral. Everything is neutral. It's raining today. Is that bad? Well, if you're if you wore your new suede boots that you paid six hundred dollars for and are very proud of, then maybe it's bad. If you're a farmer, it's excellent. The truth is, it's just raining. It's just raining. You get to think what you want to about that, but don't make it bad or make it good. It is. And then we get to deal with what's really going on here. What's really going on here is that maybe I'm mad at myself because. I spent, first of all, because I spent $600 for boots. Who does that? I know some people do. I wouldn't. But maybe I'm mad at myself because I didn't check the weather before I went out. Or maybe I'm mad at myself because I know when I bought the boots, they gave me some spray to keep the water out, and I didn't use it yet because I was too lazy. Or whatever. We deal with what's actually happening rather than what we think is happening. And once we focus on what's really going on, then we have all kinds of choices. And usually the choices are quite simple. So you start by sorting the truth from the story. And these are the four questions that Byron Katie suggests in what she calls the work. Is it true? Is it true that God's a slob? Yes. Can I know absolutely for sure that it's true? That's the second question. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to go to the second question, you can go on to the third. But if you're still stubborn on the second question, then you get to ask yourself some follow-up questions like, and that means, he's a slob, and that means, that he's a slob means nothing. Unless I make it mean he doesn't respect me, he doesn't care about our house, he doesn't care about how hard I work, he doesn't... And then it's like, oh, oh, that's not about him being a slob. That's about my feelings about that. The stories I've told myself about that. So then I get to ask myself, what would happen? What happens to me when I believe that thought? I make myself miserable. I'm mad. I'm stressed. I can extrapolate out into an endless future of me being a, a slave to his slobdom. <laughs> and I feel terrible. And then, could I see, possibly, that there might be a reason to drop the thought? I don't tell myself to drop it because I might have control over that. The thought just happened to me, right? But can I see a reason that I might want to drop it? Yeah. I can see a reason that if I dropped all of that, 
I wouldn't have to feel bad forever. That's a good reason to drop, to drop a thought. Doesn't mean the thought naturally just goes away. But then I have this other question. Can I see a stress-free, a stress-free reason to keep this thought? Because sometimes I was like, yeah, it is disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Is there a stress-free reason for me to stay attached to the thought that it's disrespectful? No, the thought that it's disrespectful is what brings the stress. Who would I be if I never even had that thought? Who would I be if I came in the door and there was a cereal bowl with cornflakes stuck in it? Cat had let the milk out of <laughs> And the cornflakes were stuck to a bowl where I had to use a chisel to get them off. <laughs> you think I'm kidding, I am not. Acceptance 
the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage and energy to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's all we're talking about here. It's a different modality, and it's, I think it's a very helpful modality because it breaks it down and makes us really look at ourselves. But it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So we turn it around. What's another way I can turn it around? Bob should be a slob, or I could say Bob is a slob, or Bob, I am a slob. Is that true? I mean, it may or may not be. It doesn't matter. Just ask the question. Am I a slob? Well, I can be. Sometimes I pick up, pick up after myself. And my excuse is that, well, I'm going to be picking up eventually anyway. It's not like anybody else is going to have to do it for me. So I have a right to be a slob if I want to. Maybe I should be slob. Maybe I should be whatever I feel like being. Or, what's another way to turn it around? Um, we could even take it to, he should respect me. And take it to, I should respect him. Ooh. I should respect who he is as he is. Rather than saying, I choose you, I love you, let me fix you. <laughs> Which is what most of us do, to some degree or other, some of us to a greater degree, some of us to a lesser. Or, he shouldn't respect me. What if that wasn't a rule, that he had to be 100% respectful of me all the time? Am I 100% respectful of him at all times? making something right or wrong. Do you get that? It's not about blame at all. It's about freedom. It's about knowing, oh, I'm way up in his business. My business is if I want to clean house, i got to either keep the house clean or hire somebody to clean it. Because he ain't going to do it. He's proved that to me. I can still make the suggestion. And occasionally he might respond, and I can be very happy about that. But I can't make the suggestion in order to make him wrong so I can get mad. You see how we do that? Knew he wasn't going to. He never does. The way we torture ourselves with our thoughts, we can use this infinite creativity and imagination that God has gifted us with to tell stories that make us feel good instead of to constantly tell stories that make us feel bad. Here's another thing you can't do anything about. Anything that happened in the past. And you can change things going forward. You cannot fix that. And by rerunning it and replaying it, you are re-injuring yourself. That's a really hard pill for me to swallow. And I heard it from Don Miguel Ruiz's mouth many years ago. I was in a small group with him, and he said, Who's, who is raping you now? And I was like, how can you even say that in public? Oh my God, you have no compassion whatsoever. What, what, what? And then I started thinking it. That's an extreme example, and I'm sure he said it to shock us, which he did. But it's like, oh, the things, the ways that I was abused aren't happening today. They're not. I'm not saying I don't have trauma from them, 
but they're not happening right now. They are only happening right now in as much as I choose to replay them. Mm -hmm. And so I can go, when the thought comes up, I can go, who would I be if I just didn't go there? Yeah, the story comes up, the title is right in front of my face, oh my God, especially when I get triggered by something, right? Something triggers you, but there is a choice. There may not be at first, you may not be aware of your choice at first, but you can. It is possible. You are so strong. You are so strong. You have all of the energy of God within you. Yeah, you can tell a different story. You don't have to keep telling that story. I don't mean to say it didn't happen. It happened. And by God, give yourself a big clap on the back because you lived through it, whatever it was. Whatever it was, small things, big things. You lived through it. It shaped who you are today. And do you choose to still be in pain or can you find your way to be at peace today? Can you use your thoughts and your words and your creativity and your imagination to put yourself into a place where your thoughts are kind to yourself. They don't have to be kind to anybody else. For your thoughts to be kind toward yourself. I'm not going to do that to myself anymore. At some point, it was actually fairly recent, I have to say, even though we've been together 31 years. Fairly recently, like in the last, maybe during COVID, I, I went, you know what? 24-7 with your spouse. Okay, I'm going to say that. <laughs> this ain't ever going to be no different. <laughs> so I can be mad at this person that is in my face 24-7 or I can just go with it when I want it clean I get to clean it up if I don't care I don't have to and I don't have to put anything that he does on me and I don't get to put anything that I'm thinking that should be different about him on him does that make any sense to you this is huge it's simple and it's huge, and it's, and it's not easy, but like everything else in spirituality, you practice, you do it once, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, that's why they call it spiritual practice, and then you get better at it. Just like Jay plays the piano in a way that I never will, because I will not practice that much. I won't, and it's not that important to me. But he's extraordinarily talented, but he didn't get there by just sitting around thinking, oh, playing the piano would be nice. He got there by practice. That's how we get to be who we are, by practicing. So we don't like the effects on our lives of who we're being or what our thoughts are. Then we get to practice changing them. And when we change our thoughts, when we become happy with ourselves, let me tell you, no human who is happy with himself ever perpetrates harm on another human. Amen. And that is how we get world peace, folks. That's exactly what it looks like. Let's go out and save the world, shall we? One myself at a time. Thank you. So we're going to take those that into meditation for just a moment.
there's nothing you have to do but sit in the seat and breathe. And I won't tell you how to breathe. You don't have to breathe deep or shallow or slow or fast. It doesn't matter. But tell yourself this story and see what it does. God is breathing me. challenge universal beliefs that I didn't consciously agree to. But not written 
even knowing that a stone tablet cannot make anything true that is not true. And volumes of books cannot make anything not true that is choose love. 